right, here we go. Pastor's Cut podcast for the week of November 12th, 2023. We're almost to the end of the year, and uh, welcome. We're going to jump right in, and I hear something swishing. I'm I'm wearing a uh, North Face jacket because it's so cold in the church today. It's kind of, you've got a kind of a cool sound. It's kind of a, I kept as we were playing the intro. I was like, I'm hearing something rustling. What is that? So, Brad, I I better take this off, shouldn't I? I didn't bother me. I, or you could leave it on for a fact. It's all good. It's, you know, it's winter wonderland out there right now. There you so. go. It's a little bit cold. I'll tell you what, I'm going to leave it on. So if you hear some swishing going on in the background, it's just my new jacket, my new North Face. How's everyone doing today? Brad, how you doing? You know, I, I'm good. A lot of the pressures of life have subsided quite a bit. And good. Life is feeling much better. Brad was showing off to me today. He, uh, was wearing the same <laughs> two shoes today. I Brilliant! So, I was so proud. D- Dave, Brilliant. why don't you tell what happened yesterday in staff meeting? Oh, I feel bad because I'm I the don't. one that pointed it out. Yes, That's the sad yes, part. Yes, you are. I, I walked into to prayer time at 9 a.m. yesterday, and I looked down, and there beside me were Brad Henderson's feet, and there were two different shoes. Poor guy. And so I said, bro, can I get you a cup of coffee? And and he was like, yeah, actually, if you made some, I'll take some. And then I looked down at his feet, and he looked down at his feet, and I said, I'm sorry. And he said, oh. In my defense, it was dark, and they were both brown. Man, you hate They to, were both brown, it's true, and they, they were very similar day. style. He just went through the whole day unevenly shod. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a poem like, hey, did a little my son John? Sounds good. What does it say? One one shoe off and one, one shoe, shoe on. on. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least yeah. they were the same color, so that's good. So, Brad, it's good well, to see. You know, the, the funny part about that is just earlier, like Sunday afternoon, we were laughing at Alan because he had come to church with a blue sock and a black sock on. Mm. And we were like, oh, who does that? Come on, man. And then the next day, I should have put two yeah. different shoes. Mm. Yeah, so I shouldn't make too much fun because who knows what I'm going to be doing soon. Who knows? Dave, how are you doing? Are you still wearing the same two shoes today? Yep, you are. You're doing, I doing am. good. I am. I'm doing well in in my ankle socks and in my sweater, and so I'm mm. I'm cool and warm all at the same time. Man, it's fun. I, I love cold weather. I actually do like cold weather because we never get it in Phoenix. Yeah, this is this is great, and, and I'm I'm glad it's going to warm up over the weekend. So give us just a little bit of a rebound, get the last jobs in the yard done, and then come on winter. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me make you aware of a couple of things before we jump into our text. We're going to finish up the Apostles' Creed uh, teaching series with this uh, with this podcast today. But uh, as we go into the last part of the year, uh, I want to keep you mindful this is the season of giving. Sweet potatoes and stuffing, please bring those to the church for John 3.16 missions. Uh, Travis coats for kids, we are not collecting coats here. Take them to Yale Cleaner, but what we do need or people to volunteer in our caring centers to um, to serve in those capacities to distribute those. So sign up community groups as families, as an individual. And then our mission's goal of $300,000 that's going to go all over the world to make a difference for Christ and the kingdom. 
uh, give generously to that, and the first $26,000 goes toward our Compassion Center in Brazil. And we built 11 of those in the last four years, so that's been a good thing to see and good thing to be a part of. Uh, and also, I will mention, uh, on this day, uh, November 12th, that we're doing this podcast for, we're going to finish up uh, the Apostles' Creed, the I Believe Teaching Series, on the 19th. And I shared this with the staff yesterday. Uh, we are one year away from the election. Brad and Dave, what do y'all think about that? Another national election. Are you excited? <sighs> no. <laughs> I, I'll just sigh, because that, that's my answer right there. Yeah, most people just go, oh, not again. Um, so I've been thinking over the last few months about what, what are some tools I can put in place just to, to guard my heart and to keep my own soul during what tends to be a very divided time in our culture. So I'm not going to be endorsing candidates. I'm not going to be telling people how to vote or what issues are the most important. You should stay informed. You should vote your conscience. You should respect the results. Uh, however, I think there are some things that we can do based on the teachings of Jesus to guard our hearts. So on November 19th, I'll be doing a one-stand sermon. So we're, we'll take time off the podcast. I won't do a podcast for that one. Uh, we won't. And so we'll take a week off, and then we'll jump into Advent and then into the new year. Is part of the solution to move to Alaska and live like a hermit for a couple of years? Well, you know, uh, Alaska... Because <laughs> I'm volunteering. Alaska is still <laughs> one of the 50 states, though. So It is, it is. But Is it? Is it? Oh, okay. Oh, no, I'm just saying, if you get out far enough, the, the news is a little harder to get. <laughs> could could you right. be a beach bum in uh, uh, Puerto Rico? Not a bad idea. It's just a territory. Or, hear me out. Let's yes. all move. Let's all move to Texas. You know, I, deep in the heart of Texas. As an Okie, I have to say this: I don't hate Texas. They're, oh, they're, so I, I really like Texas. I just don't like. You know, I cheer against them when we play them in football, but I don't have this innate hatred of all things Texan. No, no, and you never have to ask if somebody's from Texas because if they are, they'll tell you. Don't even have to ask them. I saw miles and miles. So when I interviewed here mm. years ago, I was told there's two kinds of people in the world. Yes. People from Oklahoma mm-hmm. and people who wish they were from Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. That's clever, but not necessarily true. Yeah, that's it's uh, big talk, big talk. <laughs> okay, so we are ending the Apostles' Creed talking about heaven. And I'm, I want to quote the Apostles' Creed from the top because there, there's, a, there's a movement that happens. And this is... A, this has proved to me that the creed took years to, to solidify for new believers to quote because it's so well thought out. You move through the whole New Testament in the 100 words of the Apostles' Creed. Not only that, you move through all three members of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Not only that, but you also move chronologically because it starts with, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and it ends with... Um, eternity. And so listen to those things. This, this is our faith. This is the core of what we believe that dates back nearly 2,000 years. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended to the dead. He descended to the grave. He rose again on the third day. He ascended to the right hand of God the Father in heaven, and from there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and life everlasting. And so let's talk about life everlasting. Let's talk about heaven. We're going to brainstorm some things. It's, it's one of those things that this topic, we ought to base it on Scripture, but I believe we should also be free to use our imaginations. Now, I go back to the old uh, uh, song, I Can Only Imagine, Brad, who sings that? Um, Mercy Me. Mercy Me, yeah. When I heard that song, I thought, I could listen to this song forever. Turns out I've been listening to that song forever. We sing that a lot at funerals, and but, but it, it really does mm-hmm. capture the idea of, um, you know, we can't even begin to imagine. And written by Texans, I will add. Mm, Got to say that. You know, Bart... Uh, Millard, who, uh, is it Millard or Millard? Yeah, I think it's Millard. Yeah. So uh, he and I actually dated the same girl in college. What? Yeah. Is little, it true? Little known secret. It's true. Um, we were at a conference together. Is it Paula? No, no. <laughs> that that would be interesting. That would be terrible. Yeah, because every time a Mercy Me would, song would come on, I'd want to turn off the radio. Nope. <laughs> that's a story for a different time. Different Sorry. time. No, no, no. Bart, Bart and I were talking a few years ago, and we made that connection. I was like, okay, that's weird. Let's move on. All right, so let's talk about heaven. I want to just take the first verses of uh, Revelation 21. Dave, if you'd do the honors, let's go ahead and read. Uh, um, let's go beyond the boundary of... Uh, what, Ooh, uh, I know, be you know, dangerous. Uh, let's, let's, go, let's go one through five. Um, and if you want to read part of verse six, you can do that too. Okay. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God's people is with men. He will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the, order of, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. So let's do this. Let's just walk through this verse by verse, and let's, um, let's consider what, what is in heaven and what is not. Okay, and just kind of kind of just investigate this as we go through. So we see a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth has passed away, and there was no longer any sea. So that's that's verse one. Uh, you get this sense, and we go, okay, where did that come from? We get the idea of this newness, but but why does it mention specifically that there's no more sea? Uh, for the Hebrew mind, uh, especially, they were mostly. Um, land lovers. They were mostly, you know, interior people, and here they did have a coastline on the Mediterranean Sea, but the sea seemed to represent chaos, disorder, uh, uncertainty. You never know what's, you know, below the water's surface. Uh, You think about the stories in the Older Testament dealing with the sea, specifically Jonah, Mm -hmm. you know, big monsters come up out of the sea and swallow you whole. So the idea that there's no more sea really is the idea of there is no more chaos. There is no more um, and we'll get to this, there's no more sin, there's no more destruction, there's no more uncertainty. Mm-hmm. The idea that the sea being passed away is that God has created a new order. Thoughts there, Dave? Did I miss anything? I, no, I, I think that's spot on. Uh, another thing I was reading, a commentator that was saying, not only is, is there this idea in the Jewish mindset that there's no longer any 
any realm of chaos that, that is available to overtake them at any moment, but also the pathway for commerce that would be through the Mediterranean is no more. Instead of that, instead of finding trade or, or looking for a way to find trade via shipping, God would supply those needs. Oh, the God right. himself puts himself at the center of things. And, and as we read further on, that may be reading a little ahead, but it's also in context very fair to say, if there's no sea, in, instead of needing to trade, God will take care of that for us. God. And, and until then, here's, here's the comfort. We do deal with chaos, and that's a, a really good word to describe the world in which we live. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go back again to the Old Testament, and God took his people through the sea on dry ground. So we, we follow God through. We're in the midst of the sea, but soon that chaos will be at an end. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Now, he describes that here in just a moment, but um, I think it's important that we recognize the idea of a city because creation began in a garden. It ends in a city. As this description goes on, you'll see that it has many of the characteristics of a garden, but here God is among his people. It's no longer just Adam and Eve. It's all of us who are restored Uh, all of those in Christ who have restored their relationship with him. Then it says, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. So Dave, Brad, reflect reflect on your wedding day. What's the first thing you thought when you saw your bride come down the aisle? Man, I'm lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine we see the city of God come down and go, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. Look, look where I get to live, you know. The, the, yeah. the, there's a reason that this, this bride imagery is used. Brad, what, uh, what do you remember about your wedding day? It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How long did y'all, you and Mary Kay? No, wake? no, no, no. I, I'm just meaning uh, of all her wonderful qualities, being punctual oh. is not one of them. Oh. And I, apparently there was some conversation to be had in the, in the foyer before she came through the doors. The boys would call that running for mayor, and she and she kept you waiting, didn't she? I just like okay. The the organist had finished the song he was supposed to play. It's like okay. (laughs) It's it's about she'll she'll be here sooner or later. Yeah. So so don't we feel that it's like you know God? Anytime you want to bring bring your world into ours, it's about time. Anytime, come on, I'm I'm ready. Come on. Uh, For me, I just remember being completely overwhelmed, and that's that's the image, and I think most men. In fact, what I do when I, I do a wedding, um, nine times out of ten, I'm down front with the groom, and I, as those back doors get ready to open, I kind of pat him on the shoulder, and I say, get ready for one of the best moments of your life. And uh, that's, that's what this is. Uh, the city is coming as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne. So let's talk about what is in heaven here. There's, there's no chaos. Uh, there's a beautiful dwelling. There's also God's throne. And this, uh, this image reminds us of who's in charge of the universe. And, mm-hmm. and God certainly does sit on the throne right now. He is in charge of all things. It just doesn't feel like it sometimes. So there will come this point where not only will we have faith that God is in control, but our faith will become sight. Look, God's dwelling place is now among people, and He will dwell with them. They will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God. Dave, have I skipped over anything there that you wanted to talk about? 
God designed us for community. You look at Genesis 1, when, when God had a conversation with himself and said, let us make man in, in our image and likeness. And so God the Father, God the Son, and the God the Spirit worked together to create us for relationship with him and relationship with people. Now we get to walk with God forever without separation. I think that's the image there, that, that instead of being separated by, by distance or, or you know, being hidden, God is fully present in our midst all the time. Remember when it when you feel like God is absent, that, that is just a feeling. He's mm-hmm. not. Yes. Um, and, and it is God's desire to move into the middle of our world and our lives. He showed that through the tabernacle and the Exodus. He wanted to dwell among his people. True of his temple in Jerusalem, true of his presence in Christ in our world, and true of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now that all finally comes together and mm-hmm. there is no more, no more separation. It says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. So um, here we get this idea again that, um, uh, of what is not in heaven. Dave, just pick one that you want to talk about there. There's no, no crying, no death, no mourning, no pain. Mm. What's one that you want to sit on for just a moment? Let's go with death. Okay, why that one? My father-in-law passed away six months ago. Um, I have a friend who lost his sister-in-law that's, that was 31 years old last week. Um, death is not what we were created for. We weren't designed that way. But in this world, this side of heaven, death is something where we feel separation. We, we feel that angst because we were created for eternity. But here... There's no more death. Part of what it means to fully be with God is that that's no longer a part of the order of things. Yeah. Death, death stinks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I, a good I way could, to put it, yes. I, guess, I could put it in stronger terms, but I think that that suffices. Um, let, let's talk about spiritual death here, too, because I do talk with folks who they know their loved one may not know Christ, so in the mm-hmm. eternal order of things, they're in heaven, their loved one is not, and how can it be heaven if they're not there. And when it talks about wiping away every tear, I think it's going to be God addressing all of the things that we have faced, all the losses that we've dealt with in life. But even those who aren't there uh, that we might miss, we will finally have a true sense of God's justice, mm-hmm. that, that God was fair and gracious and loving, and some people may have denied knowing him and wanting to know him, um, God says, it's going to be okay. It's going to be, and we'll have a sense of God's justice. I'm not saying it's, it's going to be um, you know, easy for us to get there, but God will, mm-hmm. as those tears come, he will wipe away those tears and he will soothe our souls. And I think there's something about, because God is with us, because God is in our midst, literally, physically, He's more than enough to supply our needs and take care of us in the middle of it. And so something about being in the presence of God, I think, will erase Healing. that, that, all of that, all those issues that are wrapped around that. Yeah. He who is seated on the throne, there's that imagery, and I've, I've told you over and over again, whatever you see repeating, pay attention to. Uh, we're given this picture of God is on the throne of heaven. Behold, I'm making everything new. And, and that, those are words for then in the eternal order, but I believe they're also words meant for now. 
Mm-hmm. God's in the process of making everything new. Uh, what does Paul say? Even as we look in the mirror and you know, outwardly we're wasting away, but inwardly we're being renewed day by day. God is in the process right now of making all things new. And then he tells John, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. Um, it's a good idea to remember what God says to remember. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing, we're actually remembering the future here. It's odd to think about that we aren't remembering something that happened in the past. We're doing future remembering. We're given this picture of, of heaven. Here's what it is, and we need to remember something that has not happened yet until it indeed comes to pass. And God will put all things finally together. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. And by the way, I hope I have the cognizance to do this. When I preach this message, we'll look up at that cross in front of the church, and the Alpha and the Omega is there on the crossbeam of the mm. of the cross as a reminder of God's identity. Dave, anything I've missed? Anything you wanted to talk about? I see you have some notes written down over there. Yeah, I've got some. So I just threw down a couple of notes. We've talked about that God makes all things new, that He wants to provide for us. Um, if you fast forward to verse 8, or verse seven, verses 7 and 8, just after where we ended it, because I think in the original plan, you'd, you'd plan to go all the way through that. So oh, if I'm stealing plan. from your message, go, I'm keep sorry. Keep on going. No, 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 keep on going. Um, Jesus says, he continues talking, he who overcomes will inherit this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, and so on, their place will be in the, the fiery lake of burning sulfur. As he talks about that, I think it's very fitting for community groups to also talk about what's the source of our overcoming? How do we overcome? We don't overcome by our own efforts. We overcome by what Jesus did through the cross. As we walk with him, as we daily surrender to him, the Bible says that God's grace in, in Titus chapter 2 teaches us to say no to these things, and we learn how to walk in obedience with God. But it's Jesus who overcame these things, and our identity, when it's found in Jesus, enables us to not do these things and not be these things. And so in that, and maybe I'm making logic, because maybe I'm moving too quickly, but yeah. it feels like to me there's an invitation in that for us to walk with God today in a challenge, abide with God, so that in Him we will overcome. That's right. You know, what's interesting as I look at this list, um, you know, kind of looking at which, which one doesn't fit. I mean, you, you see murderers, sexually immoral, magic arts, idolaters, liars. The very first one, though, is the cowardly. And I think it takes a sense of bravery to step up and stand up to yourself and to say, there are some behaviors in my life that are unacceptable that I must choose to bravely address in the overcoming name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Too often we are cowardly. We can't stand up to ourselves. And what if we did? What if we stood up to ourselves in the name of Jesus and say, these things are unacceptable. This is no longer who I want to be. But it's easy just to go along with the flow. Yeah. Brad, do you have anything you want to throw in? No, nope, you guys covered it. I do believe. You know, you you uh you have better job security than me in heaven because there is music in heaven. Well, lot, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, there's never any preaching in heaven though. Well, I mean, but you're a pretty good singer, so you're okay. <laughs> I'll be I'll be Ooh, in the there choir, we go. and I'll you play in. some guitar too. So you're, I you're I, good. I I strum a little bit, so. Yeah, you know, maybe I can find a little little piece in an, in an ensemble somewhere. But uh, yeah, the the proclamation in heaven all comes from from God Himself or the, the heavenly messengers. And uh, those of us who are earthly messengers, our job's done. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm done. But your your job security. But that's pretty cool. I know that your job is done. My job will be done one day, and you gotta you gotta work the double shift. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> Not too shabby. So we didn't mention Marissa at all. Did we even miss Marissa today? I did. I'm sitting in her seat, and it's mm. sad because I'm missing her while I'm sitting in her seat. Well, she is just not feeling up to par today, so we, Dave and I handled this, and it's just not the same when Marissa's not here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we will take one week off of our podcast. Next week we will not be recording, then we'll pick up with our, our run toward Advent and the end of the year. And that's all we got. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, and may God grant you peace, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Amen.